Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance, and today's interview is one that I've been wanting to do for some time as we discuss the work and company of one of the most important choreographers of the 20th century, Pina Bausch. Following the choreographer's death in 2009, the company has embarked on the expansion of their repertoire to include new works by two choreographers being premiered at Sadler's Wells in London this month. One of the choreographers chosen for this important work is Norwegian choreographer Alan Lucien Ayen. Now, I have to say that today's interview is a unique one because both Alan and I happen to both be on in Thailand on holiday on different <laughs> islands at the same time. <laughs> Hi, Alan. <laughs> Hello. So I'm, oh, great I'm, to talk to you. Yeah, so good to talk to you. So I'm on Phuket um, at the Stunning Slate Hotel, and my view is of this luscious green palm trees and endless blue skies as I look over the pool. Where are you, Alan? I'm in a little uh, port front of my bungalow, which is just wonderful. Just a little spit from the beach. I can see the waves and the ocean in front of me. Goodness. But I'm slightly horrified because... I never take like this is my first vacation in like three years. Wow. I'm an absolute workaholic. So I would I feel like maybe people will get the wrong impression now that I'm somebody <laughs> who's always kinda of working off of the beach, which is really not me. Well so in- yeah. yeah. Well interestingly I only had two <laughs> two breaks last year. So I think two oh, work- very good. two workaholics happen to be on holiday at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So for all those listeners who are freezing right now in the UK and in Norway and across the world, we do work hard. <laughs> yes, totally, totally. Okay, well, let's talk about um, the amazing company, Tanz Theatre of Apatel, Pina Bausch. Um, yes. But for those listeners who may not know or have seen the work of the company, tell us um, a bit about the company, Alan. Oh, well, it's a group of dancers who's been working together with Pina for since the late 70s and oh god what's the succinct uh, truth about Tanstedta I mean they worked together with Pina Bausch and they kind of have had a huge impact on the world of dance and the world of theater as well in terms of how we create dance and how we define dance and how we define performance really um, yeah it's incredible it's it's dance theater which is a a genre that was kind of coined, if not coined, but at least kind of uh, developed by Pina together with the dancers. And she sourced a lot of her work through the dancers. So it's a very kind of personal body of work, which still is living and breathing because the people who developed it is are still there. Yeah. Absolutely. And I yeah. think, you know, for those listeners who are really interested in understanding the incredible, you know, history of not only Pina but the company and the development mm-hmm. of her work. There, there is yeah. a lot of incredible videos on YouTube that really go into mm-hmm. the company and her work in depth and the, like you say the impact that she had and yeah. has had on um, the dance and the theatre um, mm-hmm. generally. It's, it's almost sort of there, there is no almost modern day um, contemporary dance without Pina really. No, not really, no. You couldn't really say. So how did you get involved with working with the company? Well, I was just uh, gracefully invited to, um, to, 
to do this, uh, to work with them by Adolfa Binder, who, whom I had worked with on an occasion uh, before when she was directing Gothenburg Opera's Dance Company. Uh, and I was just called up and asked if I would if I would do it, and I didn't blink or no. hesitate. I just said, "Of course, uh, it's a, an amazing honor." And still, I whenever I talk about it, I have to pinch my arm. I'm very very grateful for having to gotten to know them and be able to work with them. And tell They're us amazing. about yeah, absolutely. Tell us about the piece that you have created um, that is going to be premiered at Sadler's Wells. Oh uh, well, like. Anything. If you're asking me a question, is a long story. <laughs> Please tell us uh, a long story. <laughs> well, certainly this one. It's a, it's a work that uh, we developed together over maybe ten or eleven weeks last year, premiered in June, um, and it's a composite of stories and situations and movements that we kind of developed together, or that the dancers brought forth through our process, which is not. Unlike how Pina worked, I was actually shocked. I mean, of course, I knew a lot about the work of Pina, but the details of how she created and how she worked with them, I was uh, I, I was shocked to see to what extent I was influenced by her way of working without knowing it, because her influence has been so tremendous on the world of dance and the world of theatre, how we actually create work. And I always start with the performers. I, I engage with them in, uh, through conversations and an exchange uh, with movements and words and and to see what what comes up what we want to talk to talk about together and that was certainly important for me in this instant with a company like penis that i wouldn't come in and say so you stand over there and you move like this and you say this um i, I wanted i needed to get to know them and to me any any kind of creative process is a a uh, process of intimacy and uh, I'm very shy as a person myself you know I, I use an example sometimes if you're invited to a party you come into a party uh, you don't know anybody there and then they ask you to put the music on and I would be absolutely horrified because <laughs> what if people don't like the music I put yeah. you know and it's that if you make a creative suggestion in a group and and you don't know um, the group and if the group don't know you how can we feel comfortable to exchange so it's spent a lot of time just getting to know them, to get to know each other, uh, so that we could be comfortable in each other's company and then feel free to kind of work the way we work. And they all also work very individually as well. Um, so, yeah, so we generated hours and 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 hours on end with material that, in the end, it was my kind of task to to um, choose, to curate and to, to gather and and to kind of break apart and put together um, the the material that we had developed, yeah. So it was a, it was a beautiful experience. A lot of waiting, a lot of listening. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's and, and a lot of shared respect. I mean, I can't get past the fact of coming into this room, yeah, uh, to the space to the, which is called the Lichtburg, which where they worked with Pina for nearly forty years and. Um, and to see them, then to sit, you know, and you could feel the presence, the left presence left out of the room where Pina would have been. Mm. Um, and all of them turning to look at you and, you know, being completely open and warm and with such tremendous respect. When literally I came out of nowhere, you know, they had uh, no knowledge of who I were, who I was, who I am. Um, and they just treated me with so much generosity and respect. So it was, it was uh, one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had in creating, really.
And you, you mentioned there this in, incredible image of being in the studio um, where yeah. was create, has created or created for 40 years and yeah. the company's worked and the, yeah. the sense of a space or a, an element where she would have been um, that you walk in to try and feel. When you were yeah. coming into this party, um, mm. were, did you have any sort of did you feel any weight or was there sort of any preconceived notions in your mind about how you were going to um no yeah sort of feel this i guess or no i just uh i mean the task in itself you could have said could have carried a lot of weight and responsibility but i normally say that i'm i I sleep well at night and I'm, i'm good at kind of uh focusing on the right things and not being kind of taken by circumstance so I kind of quickly forgot the the weight of the of the project. Mm. Apart from the first stepping into the room, realized look, and you know it's literally it hasn't changed. Yeah. It's still the converted cinema that we've seen in documentaries since the last seventies. And my, my favorite, if you don't know much about Pina, I think you should watch the Chantal Ackerman one, which shows them kind of uh, the growing to the peak of the of their uh, celebrity and and uh, of of their time. And just see how they work and how they began. It's a beautiful portrait of them, and and just mm-hmm. to recognize this space and just realize it's like a time warp. Nothing's changed, and yeah. for me, it felt almost like a shrine. You know, like she insisted on working there, and mm-hmm. and you know, f- of course, there's a great energy in the room from all the period of them working there. But I think there was also a reason why Pina loved to work in that space and why they all cherished that space. So it's, you know, it's like yeah, there's a there. Very, very special feeling. Yeah. And, and the company having chosen, you know, this, this moment really to sort of expand their repertoire and to look outside the company for new creators yeah. such as your, yourself. Um, yeah. uh, I'm just wondering, you know, your background is firmly rooted in classical ballet. Um, yeah. tell, us about, tell us a bit about your background and sort of how this, um, how you brought the sort of your background and the background of Pina's work and her company together. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I have somewhat schizophrenic, both trajectory of my career and my background. You know, I, I grew up in a theater. My father was a dresser, mm-hmm. so I would religiously watch uh, the shows that was put on in the little local regional wow. theater, theater in my hometown. But for years, when I was in those most formative years between, you know, 10 to 17. Uh, and then I had this great idea. I wanted to do dance. And I was, I was clear, I was convinced I was going to do con- Contemporary dance, but I was also uh, knew somehow that I wanted to start with ballet and was fortunate to be trained with uh, with a wonderful teacher in the technique of Vaganova. Mm-hmm. He had been educated at Marinsky, um, and then as soon as I became a dancer, I wanted to choreograph, uh, and I was always writing a lot. My first solo dance performance for myself would have, could have been described as a monologue performance, mm-hmm. uh, monologue theater. It was forty pages of text. Wow. Um, and then, mm-hmm. and then I started working with dancers and text, and then I developed my company, which then I went on to work with actors, as alongside with getting commissioned work for dance companies, contemporary dance and classical companies. So then I developed a kind of a theater career on the side. So I'm a little bit kind of straddling this world that my legs are sliding apart, uh, one foot in theater and one foot in dance. So half some some would meet would know me as a theater director and huh. others as a choreographer and then of course i mixed the worlds last in the case of uh Tanz delta where we were both speaking and moving and simultaneously and, and not yeah 
and the company. So it's a bit schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah it does sound a bit, a bit schizo schizophrenic. Yeah. Uh, perhaps yeah. actually like a, a perfect fusion um, that has brought you to this project. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, the company's got 36 dancers, you know, th a, a, a yeah. representing three generations from 19 different countries. Yeah. How did you, you, you talked about the, the conversations and your exploration that you had with the dancers. How many of those have you used in, in your piece um, that's going to be premiered? Oh, all of them. Oh, fantastic. Um, <laughs> well, I, I wanted to... For me, the, the experience of being together with them was so strong that mm. I feel like, oh, God, this is really the piece. And any kind of uh, theatrical work that you can uh, create will will never be able to emulate this feeling of being with them right here and now. And that's, I wish we could have just gotten the audience in here and been part of our process. And that would have been the best, best way to kind of present them today. Uh, because they're so innovative and so ama amazing and creative and, and such beautiful people when you get close to them. So I wanted to set up a space and I had more work with Alex Eels, the set designer to create this kind of, uh, you know, we said, can, could we recreate the Lisbon? But we didn't want to make it that one-to-one, uh, -one, but a space that felt like a rehearsal space that was their space where they could physically move from one room to another through their memories and their stories, which um, came up through through uh, the process. And and when I started building that, I wanted almost I wanted every uh, dancer to have a voice in the piece. So I hope that you can f you can feel the kind of tapestry of different voices, but of course, like all the works I do when I work with reality, there's a certain degree of fictionalization, so that it's personal and intimate, but it's not private. And hopefully, you'll feel and experience it as one story, which is them, the, the group of them together. Well, you it's incredible, you know. Some of them are uh, in very early twenties, and some of them are late sixties, you know. And for me, that was. Uh, um, it's a very unique thing because when you work mm -hmm. with the dance company, when do you get to work with so many generations in one? You know, it's a, that's such a treat. And I often say, you know, there's a certain topics you can explore when your performers are only in their uh, mid-twenties, you know. There are certain stories and certain experiences that they have lived through. So it's just for me, the, as a creator, to be able to work with people who, who've experienced, experienced all streets of life in terms of time, mm. is obviously makes the project very much richer. Yeah, yeah. I, I can I can imagine um, that must be having so so much uh, sort of different depth of experience to draw upon. Like you say, that tapestry and bringing that all together. Yeah, it sounds yeah. just exactly as you say a, a unique unique company and a unique opportunity. And and I just yeah. wonder when. And I've, you get such a sense of almost what it is, what we're about to see in London. But what would you like people to mm. take away from the performance when they walk out of the theatre? Uh, well, I like, well, like I always want with any kind of performance I create, I want to uh, move people physically and, and uh, you know, figuratively. Because um, that's what I want myself when I sit in the theatre. I want to feel slightly changed and feel like I learned something about myself. Um, but aside from that, I hope that you can get a sense that you get to know them, who they are today, because we know them very well through the work of Pina, mm -hmm. which is also them. Uh, but who are they today? You know, so that's one of the answers I was trying to find. And that's why all the conversations and the kind of 
very in-depth exchange between them to find out where are they now, who are they now. So I hope you get a real sense of, of, of them as the people they are. And do you think there was any sort of real creative risks that you took when you were working with the company that maybe pushed you outside of your own or them outside of their own comfort zone? Oh, God, probably. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can... But, you know, that we spend a lot of time uh, f uh, developing a mutual trust so that we wouldn't have to be afraid. So we felt we could do exactly what we wanted to do. So in that sense, that in, in itself might be a risk, but, but it didn't feel like it. It felt, it felt so safe because it felt so true, because it's, it's true. You know, like Helena yeah. says in the beginning of the piece, she tells a story about losing her brother and, and go traveling to, to pick up his corpse and, um, in Turkey because he wasn't at home when he died. And, um, and she had lots of strange experience connected to this. And, and Andre asked her, do you think anyone will believe this story? And she says, well, I don't know. Maybe some, maybe yes, maybe no, but it's true. It's all true. And it is. Every word that is spoken on that stage is a, is a truth. Yeah. And is it, do you have music go, to go with the spoken word? What? Oh, lots of music. Yeah, tell us about your soundscape. Oh, well, you know, I usually say that my performances are, are bad excuses for not making a movie. You know, <laughs> I try to emulate uh, a cinema on stage as much wow. as I can through use of light and sound. So there's a lot of uh, uh, cinematic type of music and a lot of uh, melancholic soundscapes, which is things that move me and I felt through rehearsals moved, moved them. And, you know, a lot of, you know, I build a playlist of things as I prepare for our work and it's just a, a beginning things that I want to bring into the rehearsal space and then we listen to the music together and then we run out of tracks and, uh, and some tracks are suggested automatically and then you like some of them and you and you shuffle and then another track comes so it's kind of I feel like the the process builds uh builds the playlist and by by uh working together in the studio and then I, I find a song and then I select it and then that generates another and sometimes also serendipitously I would push shuffle in my playlist or in, in a, an open playlist that was auto-generated and things would coincide with what happened and it was just perfect. Wow. So we would then take it with us on stage. It was, I mean, there's a lot of fantastic um, serendipitous things that happened um, uh, during this creation. It was beautiful. Yeah. And so I felt like the piece somehow made itself as well. Wow. I just got to be part of it. It just sort of evolved and appeared, it sounds like, almost mm. through the company yes, and yes. yourselves together. It sounds and wonderful. You know, they work, they work, you know, they worked, uh, they used to, and they still do some days. Uh, they used to work every day uh, in the morning and then have a big break and then work in the evening. And I really, really understand why Pina loved to create at night because there is a sense of atmosphere when it gets to towards 10 o'clock you know when it's when you're kind of exhausted and there's nothing left to explore and then suddenly things happen and when you look at the rehearsal logs which are endless endless notes and video clips of ideas that was presented suddenly you see like oh here's 40 percent of the piece wow. from this monday night almost in this order because it was just a very good moment of creative um yeah burst
Yeah, I can imagine yeah. the energy must be very different at, at the end of the day as it is to the beginning yeah. of the day for a dancer and for a company and for the yourself as the yeah. creator. Absolutely, yeah, totally. It's a very special thing, actually. So I understand why she loved to work like that. And has there been a moment, or maybe that moment is yet to come, where you've sat down and wondered what Pina would have thought of your, or will think, or would have thought of your oh. piece? <laughs> is that too heavy a burden? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes it would come across, but uh, I think I always try to answer my question is that she would have, she would have most certainly insisted that one stays true to oneself mm -hmm. and uh, one's own gut feeling. Uh, as I, as I, I learned, I never had the opportunity to meet Pina, but I feel like I know her really well because of the people, I got to spend the people mm -hmm. um, who lived and worked with her and, and through them I got to learn know her. Um, and this confidence in your own decisions and never doubting and not caring so much about external opinion and listening to the situation that's there in front of you. Um, I think that's key. And I think that's an advice I would have given myself from her, I think. Yeah. Um, Cause I imagine that's what she would have done. And she spent a lot of time setting up protective, protected um, spaces for them to create. Safe um, spaces. Yeah. 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 And uh, so you could, you can kind of ignore the rest of the world and, and do which was amazing, you know, and suddenly we have New York Times coming to uh, watch the rehearsals and realize, oh, really? You know, the New York Times don't generally come and watch my rehearsals. Wow. Uh, but still, that, you know, it didn't really affect anything because we had created such a our space mm. that nobody, that nothing external really mattered. And there was a time, of course, as in every uh, project where you go like, oh, God, I hope the world is happy with what we're creating or I hope... <laughs> and, you know, of course, I want to make a successful work for them more than anything, more yes. than for myself. But then I realized even if this work was to be a gigantic flop, if this was to be a bad creation, a bad result, that's not really the point. This, this piece is bigger. Uh, the work we're doing in the studio now, I was thinking, is bigger than this creation. It's bigger than me. Um, it's about them creating again and, and kind of leveling the playing field. You know, I said this many times because when, um, when the young dancers... And uh, and the most experienced dancers stage restage Pina's work. You know, there's some of them who has all the knowledge, all the experience, and some of them that have have no knowledge. So there's a hierarchy that has to be like that because mm. there's a master and an apprentice, basically. Mm. But when they go into a creation together, as then then the playing field is leveled, and they're all on the same level. So they have the experience of creating together as true colleagues, and then going back to recreating. Or restating Pina's work, they will have a shared experience of of uh, creating together. So I think that's part of why this is important to do that they continue to do creations together um, to to take best care of Pina's work. Absolutely, which is all about creating. Yeah, and continuing the legacy as well. Um, yeah. And you, as you said before, the the truth of the company and the truth of the dancers, yeah. and the truth of the future direction, so that it remains yeah. authentic, but continues to be able to progress into the future um, beyond. Um, yeah. sa sadly, you know, Pina's death, so that we, yeah. so, so that we we can all continue to enjoy her legacy yeah. and the future. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And Pina is, you know, Pina is dead, but they are very much alive. 
and uh, the way they create, you know, it's uh, it's about now and and creating new things and new moments, and that that shouldn't stop. I don't think Pina would have wanted that. No, and as no. you said, this this relationship between the new artists and the artists who have been with the company for many many years, that that yeah. shared experience in the studio and that transference of information and experience and perspective must be mm. really interesting to sort of watch how they physically move and interact mm. with those different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, tell us a bit about totally. what how how that sort of works in the studio with the different types of dancers. Oh, well, um, I think to, well, no, it depends. They're all individual. Some of them will sit and wa wait and watch, and uh, I will do the same, you know, for, can be for weeks, <laughs> it can be for days, uh, hours. Uh, you know, there was, there's no pressure to actually do or achieve something every day. Um, and there's, you know, that our cast was 16 people, so there's 16 people working all the time. Some will be constantly busy with something writing or moving or creating others will reflect and think and you know i could say uh, i think probably some of the younger ones were a bit more timid in the beginning but i don't know that that's necessarily true yes it's true certainly true for some of them mm -hmm. for others not and vice versa for the people who work a lot they would also try to figure out oh what is this now what is creating now mm. today um well, an interesting but, yeah. question isn't it it's yeah. a really interesting question for the yeah. company and for the for the the dancers as well, isn't it? And they what bring is, such different things to the table. You know, some will bring, will come up and tell you a story, and some will, will not say anything, and they'll move a lot, and some will do something in between. You know, or create something with objects or paint, or it's it's a wonderful, wonderful because they are trained by Pina that mm. anything goes. You know, there are no rules. There are no. Uh, it's all you know. No limitations, no, no yeah. boundaries, and that is such a, such a wonderful reassurance. And you know, we came into this factory space where we had the set for because there's limited stage time, so we built a set up in a in a factory hall. And we came to this, and we were all looking at each other, going like, "Well, we missed the list work, you know. <laughs> we missed the place where we feel safe, and now we are in this theatrical world." and and uh, we tried a little bit, and some of the dancers were good, and they moved around the set and tried different things. And I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't have a feeling or an idea right now. And, and you know, and they said, oh, but that's okay. You know, with Peanut, that, was a, that happened a lot. Uh, you know, sometimes we would just wait and wait and wait for days, and suddenly we did something. And that kind of, that allowance takes the pressure off, and then you can immediately get up and start creating because it's not so precious. Mm. I don't know. It's wonderful to have that confidence to to experience people that are so confident and that transfer that confidence onto you um that's a beautiful thing because that kind of enables you also yeah especially in a world where everything is you know tight budgets and you don't get yeah. much, much time in studios and you've got to yeah. produce something and produce, move, produce, produce. produce yeah, yeah to actually be able to work with a company that has no boundaries and just yeah. it, it sounds like a, the most incredible place for an uh, like a a complex exciting artist to be where yeah. no matter how you feel not just yeah. not being confined to being a dancer you know or being a 
a performer no. of, of a physical kind, being able to paint and speak mm. and sing and act or move yeah. things or do yeah. nothing or be quiet or, yeah. you know, like what an amazing place to be to allow that it's true really, you know, creativity to come yeah. out however. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. And to be allowed to go on stage, you know, and, and without a title. We don't have, no, we don't have to have a title yeah. because Pina never had a title, you oh. know. You don't have to decide all the costumes a year before because the piece isn't there, but, you know, which is... Most, I don't know how, what people know about how things are created, but, uh, you know, a set for an opera house, you have to deliver it 14 months before for a lot of places, you know. Yeah, well. And you go in the studio maybe six weeks before the show opens. So then you've kind of imposed a big kind of theory mm. or an artistic dogma onto the process a year prior to uh, you even meet some of the dancers for the first time. That's the reality of doing commission work. Yeah. So to do this so topsy-turvy was just amazing. I was invited to spend a week with them a year before we started creating just to get to know them, Wow! which was amazing. Uh, that's in itself is a, is a long story, <laughs> but just, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to say this extraordinary experience creating this work and working with the company just sounds phenomenal. Um, yeah. I can't wait to see the piece. And I know that you've, you've got so many stories from your time with them. But is yeah. there anything um, that you feel that has really changed you as a creator or an experience that has really stuck with you that you will take with you forever, apart from just having generally had this opportunity? <laughs> oh, well, for sure that. But... Oh, so many things, so many things that that would happen, you know, I don't know, that made you feel like, ah, oh, this is okay, this is all right, this is how it should be. Mm. Oh, I wish I could come with, I mean, there were extreme experiences, like, um, I remember one of the first things that happened, literally the first thing, when I was there a year before, I asked them after three days of, of, um, three days of uh, of talking and getting to know each other. I said, would you mind creating some responses to our conversation? And I'd taken some points down on a piece of paper and they just started and it was like, poof, uh, explosion. And they just created and created, and created lots of things. It was like watching many Peter Wells performances in one. And one of the first thing that happens was Reiner writing on a blackboard, lots of words um, in response to, I guess, because we'd been talking a lot and he hadn't said much. And, uh, and I don't know him, you know, and he, he's a beautiful, intense performer. And he was so creative in this process. And um, just him writing and he opened up the two mirrors in the back. There's a lot of text that he's written. And he says, moves me physically in the middle of the room. And he says, read out loud what it says. And he has a bucket and a sponge in his hand. And he says, I can't read. I say, I can't see the letters. Well, you better move forward. And he, he starts writing it rapidly. So he makes me shout and run towards the blackboard yeah. uh, and then as he erases the text in front of my eyes and he throws the sponge down and I wish I could remember the words and it's probably better that I couldn't mm. um, but it was like three like big existential words um, and he said and I shouted them out and he said well you got the most important thing and he threw the sponge down and he walked away no yeah. comment no nothing and I'm literally standing in the middle of the room trembling you know, <laughs> with all these people and I've immediately been put on stage inside of an immersive piece of uh, dance theater. It was an incredible experience. Wow. And yeah, Good. so that's things like this. But, you know, to be honest with you, I feel almost like 
I shouldn't really talk about these things yeah. <laughs> because Pina so <laughs> was was made such a point of not really really showing anything about how things happen and how things came about. Just let the work speak for itself. So, but of course, I'm a different person. I'm all about sharing. So, <laughs> and we, um, and we we love that. Um, but also, yeah. we also respect um, both both perspectives. Absolutely. Sure. Well, yeah. I'm, I, I'm just, I can't wait to see it in London. Yeah. I'm absolutely just waiting. I know that everyone will love it. Um, yeah. And I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your wonderful holiday in Thailand yeah. <laughs> to talk to you. me. <laughs> That's yeah. so great. Well, <laughs> and for our listeners, if you're in London, um, I believe the tickets are already sold out because I've had friends asking me if I can get them tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's totally sold out. I'm absolutely sure. But if you're still interested, check out settlerswells.com um, and also um, go to the website and Insta what's your Instagram there Alan is it winter dream oh no winter guests that's winter my guests winter yeah. guests and then I have my own Alan Lucian I think Alan yeah. Lucian yeah. so to learn more about Alan's work check him out uh, on Instagram and online as well thank you so yeah. much Alan have a fabulous holiday Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.